Stay Doomed is part of the IWEP Podcast Network. Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the television graveyard. Or the movie mausoleum. We are your movie necromancers, Lara Prince and Noah Houlihan. We've come here tonight to examine the spirits of bad movies to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should stay doomed. This is a podcast where, 11 months out of the year, we analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season. But that 12th month? Well, it's Razimonth! Razimonth! Today we are doing Marky Mark and the Infinite Sadness. Yes, infinite. Uh, so one thing I want to note, I don't know the character names. We watched a whole movie, and I don't know anybody's name. Who's with you as always? Oh yeah, with me as always is TV's Noah Houlihan. Blah, 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 Faith. Blah, 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 Faith! <laughs> you, you have to really sell it the way they do in the movie. <laughs> so this was Infinite. This is a Paramount Plus original. Yes, starring Marky Mark and his funky bunch of other actors. Yes. And uh, before we get into it, hey, let's pour one out. Okay, what have you got? Okay, so I wanted to make the soul sucker shot. Mm -hmm. So it's meant to look like the bullet. So it is liquor 43, and then I mixed it with blue Coruscant so that it would like mix together and be blue. And then I floated creamer on top to kind of be the bullet because that's Mm -hmm. how you make a little beer. Yeah. Uh, the thing about it is, it turns out that Liquor 43 is much thicker than Blue Coruscant. Also, <laughs> Creamer is much uh, thicker than uh, Blue Coruscant. So it started to separate. Yeah, so that's weird looking. The Blue Coruscant is like creeping up and pushing the Creamer down. It looked beautiful when I first made it, and I was really proud. But then we had to do mic check. But and- now... <laughs> Now, now is the shot weird. glass uh, an allusion to anything? Uh, I, I currently have the snake juice uh, shot glass, which is a Parks and Ref- Rex reference, which I guess could be a subtle uh, reference to Jason Manzukis, the pioneer of perfume of Pawnee. Um, who appears in this film. Who appears in this film. Uh, this is going to go in my belly now. Oh, Thought it would taste like creamsicle. What did it taste like? Burning. <laughs> mostly. It tasted a lot like burning. That was disappointing. This was so very fitting for this film. What do you got there, Laura? I have the shut up nerds. The shut up nerds. Uh this movie really wants you to think it's plausible science fiction. Yeah. Uh and Eventually, the movie just entirely gives way to, well, shut up, nerds, it's cool. Yeah. So this is the, shut up, nerds, it's cool. It is Malibu. All right. And Starlight Coke Zero. Was it called Starlight or Stardust? Starlight. 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 The mighty starlight. And it was made of starlight, starlight. (laughs) So, the Starlight Coke Zero. Yeah. Tastes like cotton candy. Ooh. And Malibu tastes like suntan lotion. Yeah. Here, have some sunscreen. So, yeah, you're just, this is just a day at, like, the boardwalk. Not yeah. the beach, the boardwalk. Yeah, honestly, it's kind of a good boardwalk drink. 
Yeah, that's weird. It's weirdly summery. It, it, out of every cocktail you've ever made, the word I would use for this is artificial. Yes. <laughs> it tastes so fake. Yeah, there's nothing. Uh, God, there is no God in this cocktail. <laughs> this is, you will not see the face of God. You will not see the face of God. There we go, God. I renamed it. Very good, very good. So we're going to talk about Infinite. Uh, first and foremost, which uh, you were stating, and then I was like, ah, I'd rather be introduced, is... Yeah, you had to make it about you. <laughs> I wanted people to know that I was with you as always. Uh, this film has a bunch of people in it, and their names do not matter. So know that we are going to be using the incorrect names through this whole thing. Yes. Because when you're like, Mark Wahlberg's character wasn't Marky Mark... We know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and they all kind of have that kind of, like, it's not like we're just using straight up lo- wrong names. It's often uh, other characters that they have played. Yes. And, I mean, it's very, con- we were halfway through this film when we were like, they should probably say someone's name out loud. Yeah. For <laughs> instance, uh, the primary villain is played by Chuitl Ejiofor. Yes. Uh, and they don't do a good job establishing his character's name. So for the yeah. entire podcast, I will be referring to him as the operative. Yes. For his character in Serenity, that's right, he's an alum of the show. Yeah, it's good to have an alum on the show. So they open with a voiceover who sounded like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I doubt it was, but basically, there are these people, they're called infinites. Yes. And what that means is they are reincarnated. When they die. But they remember everything from their past lives. Yeah. So, you know, if you know you learn a skill, you die, you come back to someone else, you still have that skill. It's pretty awesome. Uh, this has led to there being two factions. There are the nihilists who want to destroy life and kind of break out of being an infinite. And then the believers who want to protect life. Yeah. Why are they called the believers? Because they believe life is good. They, but they don't believe in anything. No. <laughs> so I don't know why they're called the believers. Also, who calls themselves the nihilists? Not, not nihilists would. Fair. <laughs> nihilists would call themselves nihilists. Why but, don't they call them the non-believers so they can be shunned? Yeah, shun the non-believers. Shun the non-believers. Shun. shun. What I would rather say is, who calls themselves the believers? I mean, Smash Mouth. Oh, the monkeys. All right, okay. <laughs> I'm a believer. I couldn't leave her. If in I... what, though? Like, they believe in a relationship in that song. The believers don't like... It's not like there's an entity that they believe in. They could believe in daydreams if they're the monkeys. D- yeah. Cheer up, sleepy Jane. Or, or miracles. Yeah, see? You sexy thing, you. But they don't have a thing they believe in. Yeah. Which is why I don't understand why they're called the believers. No, this suffers from uh, young adult science fiction naming syndrome. (laughs) It's a terrible syndrome. Uh, Where it's the laziest conceivable name for any given thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, They they couldn't go with good guys? Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's, it's on the vein of... J.K. Rowling naming a uh, werewolf character, essentially Wolf Moon. Yeah, Moon Moon. (laughs) 
Moon Moon over here. <laughs> His name is Wolf Wolf. Is it yeah, Wolf Wolf? Not, yeah. not Moon Moon. It's not Moon Moon. Because uh, <laughs> Remus, the founder of Rome, who was raised by wolves. Yeah. Lupin, Wolf. Yeah. Remus Lupin's name is Wolf Wolf. It's Wolf Wolf. Hi, Wolf Wolf. Who's all good, Wolf Wolf? But like that serious black, he's a big black dog. Yes. Like that kind of lazy naming convention. So. And, and this whole movie is just chock full I of I want to at least point out that Wolf Wolf was a wolf. The believers don't believe in anything. <laughs> and a Wolf Wolf here and a Wolf Wolf. This is I'm, a very musical episode. I know I've already gone off about this for a while now. I'm going to go off about it again. So get ready. Uh, this It's going to bookend this. Uh, so we start with this car chase. Yeah. Uh, and we have a character in a red car mm-hmm. that I thought the license plate read red car. Yeah. But it doesn't. It's reincarnate. Yeah. <laughs> Which so stupid. We're going to call this guy Styles. Yeah. Uh, because he Styles from Teen Wolf. Yes. Uh, what's the actor's name? Unsure. Dylan O'Brien, or as I call him, Styles from Teen Wolf. Yeah. He is wounded and he is driving away from a bunch of police in Spain. Are we in Spain? Mexico. Mexico. Uh, where avocados come from. And... And it's labeled The Last Life. Yes. Now, we don't really know what that means yet. It it means the previous life before the main narrative of the movie. Mm-hmm. But I guess they didn't think their audience knew the word previous. Yeah. Because the last life, I was like, oh, they just die for real in this one. Yeah. So, uh, there's one good thing that they do here. Okay. You're talking about how he's wounded. And then Styles cauterizes his wound with a cigarette lighter, which I thought was actually good period work. You thought this was good, huh? Yes, because it did a good job of establishing when chronologically we were. I'm like, oh, there's cigarette lighters in cars, mm. which there really aren't anymore. Do you think a cigarette lighter gets hot enough to cauterize a wound? No! <laughs> Shut up, nerd! It was just funny to be like, ah, oh, my, my side's cut open. Psst, ah! Psst, ow! Psst! Because <laughs> I want to say, if you don't know what a cigarette lighter is, because they're not really in cars anymore, it's a little thing that you could push in that would get hot. Mm-hmm. That was the size of about a nickel. Yeah. He has a gash on his side that's like four inches. Yeah. <laughs> now, it's hot enough to burn you. It's Anyone hot. who's seen the film Heathers knows that. Yes, or uh, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Uh, but... Doing a callback. You would have to... You would have to reheat this. <laughs> yeah, you would have had to put it back in. Like, all right, I got half of it. Who? Uh, meanwhile, so he's being chased by a bunch of police... And then there's a couple that is also driving, kind of talking to him. Like, yeah. we got to get out of here. Do you have the package? We have no we have no context. We don't know if they're good or evil. He's a different bearded, dark-haired boy. Yes. With a woman in the passenger seat. It's the only way I tell them apart during the sequence, is that if there's a woman, it's not Styles. Yes. Because I know Styles, but they, they're styled to look so similarly mm-hmm. that if I don't see the woman, I'm not immediately sure which one they're yes. talking to. Uh he, I think his name was Alan. Abel. Uh, Abel. Abel. Uh, he's driving a car with a license plate that says Infinito, <laughs> which made me laugh. Uh, and basically, they're they're trying to get away from something, from, from the police with this package. And they're talking, and the chase scene goes on for way too long. And uh, Styles. 
uh, ends up on basically a bridge that's going to end. Yeah, like a bridge is either under construction or the drawbridge is raised yes. or something like that. Oh, I, I also want to point this out. At one point, he does that cool 180 where he's driving backwards. Yeah. Takes out a revolver and shoots a helicopter. Like you do. Like, he's moving at 80 miles an hour, a helicopter is chasing him, and he pulls out a ro- like a six-shooter, and while driving backwards, shoots a helicopter. As one does. I'm already dying of laughter. Yeah, I mean, this is so blatantly, yeah. uh, shut up, nerd, it's cool. He is heading towards the end of this bridge. He tells uh, the girl in the other car... Uh, if I don't survive this, look inside. Mm-hmm. He sticks his hand out the window. And we see like a wibbly effect. And it, there's like a wibbly effect. And then he spins the car so it kind of frisbees off this bridge. Mm-hmm. He jumps out of the car with a sword and a suitcase. Yeah, and then he wings the katana into a crane. Yes. It sticks. And it sticks. And then he grabs onto the crane like chest first and holds on. He is 100% dead. Like, just because you spin the car doesn't mean you're not smashing into a crane at 80 miles an hour. (laughs) Yeah. Like, he's he's obliterated. Like, he would have exploded when he hit this crane. Shut Uh, nerd. (laughs) Uh, Cool. So the other guy and the woman can't believe it, and then they get promptly uh, T-boned by a truck. Yes, they get T-boned, they're they're upside down. And the guy holds onto the cranes watching in horror. Yes. From his comfy place on the crane. They're holding hands like, ah, we'll be okay. And then an unseen person, like we see them from the the waist down. Yeah, with a BFG. has, Has some sort of fancy gun that has blue bullets that I would say, from guessing, is full of blue Coruscant liquor 43 and a little bit of creamer. Uh, they... The, the couple looks at each other and says, we'll meet again in the beginning. And he shoots through the window, which makes the car explode. Sure. And yeah. then Marky Mark wakes up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he wakes up upset and then he goes into his bathroom and takes clozapine. And we get a voiceover of like, ever have a dream that feels like a memory? Have you ever been surprised to see your own face in the mirror? Yeah, because you expected it to be someone else. And then Marky Mark goes to a job interview. Yes, he wants to be a host at a restaurant. Is that what it was? I think that's what, like, he had restaurant experience. So he was going to work at this really nice New York restaurant. And the owner's like, I did research into you and you're really smart. You seem really smart. Tell me about the guy you assaulted. And in a previous restaurant, uh, someone had, like, grabbed the ass of a waitress. Yeah, it, like, groped a waitress and he defended the waitress. Yeah, so he broke her arm. And no, 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 he didn't break the waitress's bro- I'm arm. I'm sorry, broke his arm. Yeah. Excuse me. He didn't harm the waitress at all. Uh, he was and, defending her. And then he was committed for two weeks. I don't know if those things were directly related. They mentioned him being institutionalized for two weeks, but they don't say if, whether it was because of that, like... They treat that like it's separate. Okay. And then the guy the guy who owns the restaurant, who's doing the interview, asks him about it and then is like, I'm going to pass. Like, he's like, he gives him the, like, we'll be in touch. 
Which, if he knew that Marky Mark had already assaulted someone and was committed into a mental asylum, he already knew he was not going to hire him. Which is weird that he was like, I would like to be in the same room as this person. (laughs) In my restaurant when I talk to him. Yeah, like if you were not going to hire someone because you feel their history of violence and their mental illness would be an issue... Why would you then be like, I want to tell him to his face. Yeah. When you could just be like, the position's been filled. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, so stupid. So stupid. Uh, and, and unrealistic because a job just would never call you back. Yeah. And Marky Mark is like, he's with some woman we never see again. Yeah. Who's, I think, supposedly got him the interview. And he's like, thank you for our time. And they shake hands. And he kind of like... Pull, Marky Mark pulls this guy in like close, like he jerks him by the arm and says like, I'm different now, I'm not violent. And I was like, well, this is a really poor argument. Don't you know I'm not angry anymore? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not shouting. I'm shouting, I'm shouting, I'm shouting. So <laughs> the problem is uh, he super needs this job because he's running out of money f- to pay for his medication that keeps him sane. Yeah. Uh, so he's got to find money quickly. So he smiths a sword. Uh, my next note. <laughs> my dude. Start an Etsy shop. My dude. Yeah. I was just like, you could make so much money off of this. But like, he's like, I don't have any money. I don't know what I'm going to do next. And then he goes into his giant garage. 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 Yeah, not sure what you were doing on that one. That has a forge in it. <laughs> and he starts heating metal and beating it with a hammer on an Advil. Oh, on an Advil. On an anvil. And I was like, you you have a lot of assets for a person who's poor. Uh, well, I know that my personal apartment complex comes with a blacksmithing forge. A smithing that you can, forge, yeah. Yeah, that you can just, like, sign in. See, this cracks me up because... I actually do know a blacksmith hobbyist. Yes. Uh, and he had me over. We were going to make a video of it. And I don't know what the footage went. But he would take a railroad spike. And we would use the forge to turn it into like a knife. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, the reason I'm doing it this way is uh, railroad spikes are very cheap. Right. Uh, you know, good metal is very expensive. Uh, additionally... Uh, knives need a smaller forge. You need a bigger, more expensive forge for a sword because they're like four feet long. So as someone who knows a hobbyist blacksmith, Marky Mark setup is infinitely more expensive. Infinitely more expensive. (laughs) Because he's making swords in it. Why is he making a sword? Well... He knows a drug dealer that deals in his medication. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's not as uncommon as one would think. I mean, like, I understand if it was, like, Ritalin or something that, like, because, like, Ritalin has, or Adderall, yeah, has, like, a high that comes with it. We would assume what he's taking is like an antipsychotic. He mentions it specifically. We we see it. 
Uh, oh, do we know what it's called? Yeah, I told you at the beginning. He takes clozapine. <laughs> clozapine. Yeah. Do do people do clozapine recreationally? I don't know. <laughs> In any case. Uh, I didn't do that research. Yeah. It's not something I really need in my Google history. <laughs> understood. Understood. He's go, he goes to this drug dealer and it's like uh, these three guys that have like that are doing like the dealing. And then there's a girl on a couch and then this eccentric guy who is basically a cosplay of Jared Leto's Joker. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he wants this sword. So he gives them the sword. And the deal was 55 bottles of this drug. It was 55 bottles or 55 pills? I, I, it was like containers, I think. I, I thought it was pills because he takes one jar of pills with him when he leaves. Oh, maybe. But he, he wanted 55 and he only got 50. Which, I don't know how they were able to count that quickly, <laughs> based on, like, the bag he's given. Um, it's a big bag. Like, it's the, it's the size of a throw pillow, which makes me think they were in bottles. Okay. Uh, we're, we're quibbling over dumb crap. Now. Yeah. This is not important at all. And he's like... There you go, man. 60 packages. It's only 55. For real? Close enough. Hell, it is. I live on those. 60. It's like, you're poor and you need this. And you just made a sword in an hour. Just take the pills, Marky Mark. Why are you going to make this a, a problem? And the three guys are like, well, this is what we have. Deal with it. And then apropos of nothing, Jarrett Leto's the Joker decides he is going to cut off the arm of his girlfriend. His girlfriend's looking at Marky Mark too much. Yes. That's why. Like, they set up that, like, she's looking at him like he's a snack. Yeah. And she he gets mad. He's like, hold your arm up. Hold your arm up. And she holds her arm up. And she has a tattoo mm-hmm. that looks like it's there for to aim a sword at if you were to ever cut the arm off. It's like the dotted line. Yeah. <laughs> Cut across this line. Uh, Marky Mark can't handle this. No, because he clearly like doesn't like when you are mean to... Yes. So he steals... Or he stops Jared Leto. <laughs> it's not Jared Leto, but you're with me. We don't learn names. Uh, and using just a sword escapes when there's three people with pistols. Like, I'm not sure if you know this, a single pistol shot can take out a helicopter. Yeah, I mean... But but three people with guns cannot take out Marky Mark. Yeah. And he escapes with a single pill bottle and the sword? Yep. <laughs> like, for, for real, you, you could have just left with 50 pills and made yourself another sword. <laughs> It's so not important to anything. But, well, then we get the weird part where he jumps a fence and suddenly he thinks he's a mountain climber. Yeah, he's standing on a ledge in the snow and he remembers saving a woman and then falling into snow, then falling onto a car. Yes. So he's remembering stuff. Yes. And then he gets arrested. And then he gets arrested. Uh, My next note. Oh, his name is Evan. Whatever. Calling him Marky Mark. 
Yes. So and then we see an older man. We see Dr. Zola from Captain America, the first yes. Avenger. Uh, Dr. Zola is talking to a woman, uh, potentially the woman who was in the passenger seat in the first scene. We don't know that, but there has yeah. only been one woman in this movie really so far. Yes. And Marky Mark's in the lockup. Yeah, basically, Dr. Zola's like, based off of this sword, it's him. And that's really all the context we get. Yeah. Uh, and then we get exposition dump time. Marky Mark is in, like, the interrogation room, and the operative shows up. Yeah. And the operative uh, puts a bunch of items in front of Marky Mark and goes, which one of these things is yours? This is an exact scene from Lost. Is it? Yes. They do this to young John Locke as a child. Well, they also, they they establish some stuff about Marky Mark's history that is important. So we, we, we got to go over that real quick. Real quick. Oh yeah. But I just wanted to throw out the fact that this. Yeah. But before that, scene. we established some of his history that he was diagnosed with schizophrenia at 14 after he carved the words, look inside into his chest with a box cutter. Yes. And that he was at one point in a car accident and has a steel plate in his head. Yes. We need to establish these two things. Absolutely. Anyway. So he sets four items in front of him, draws a gun, and says, every time you say, I don't know, I'm going to shoot the gun. And there's one bullet in the gun. Yeah. Paris, 1794. There's a wine cork. Marky Mark smells the cork and notes that it's a Bordeaux. Yeah. Which he shouldn't know because if he's on that medicine, you can't mix that with alcohol. (laughs) True. Literally Googling the name. That was the first thing it said. Yeah. Avoid alcohol. A car key... A slingshot, and then we get a weird bit where they're, like, in a tribe. Yeah, when he's holding the slingshot, he actually has a flashback to when he was an Incan warrior. We don't see it with (laughs) enough detail. Yeah. It's, like, weirdly blurry. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, I I was not even going to try to guess what, like... But, like, I'm just trying to, like, explain the aesthetic. Like, Aztecian. That's a word, right? Aztec. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it would just be Aztec. So then Marky Mark instinctively grabs the gun and then the operative is delighted and shows him that there was never a bullet in the gun, no matter how many times he fired the gun and says it was a trick that Marky Mark's character taught him. Yeah. That really sounds like it's going to come back, doesn't it? Yeah, you'd think. Yeah, it don't. It don't. Um, then just then a car mows into the room. Yeah. Whenever they don't know what to do. A car chase starts. Yes. <laughs> A woman shoots into the room arbitrarily. Yeah. Like, she could kill Marky Mark. Shoots off Marky Mark's handcuffs, tells him to get in the car, and he just does. Yeah. And I went, oh, look, it's the one woman in this movie. (laughs) Uh, My next note. Car chase through a jail. Whatever. Yeah. We learn that the uh, (laughs) license plate on this car is reincarnus. Which... Is far too many characters for a custom plate. For one. And two, like, I don't know what it is about Infinites and, like, taking the time to customize their vehicles, but apparently they all do it. There's a lot of pimp my ride going on. Uh, In one of my favorite moments, uh, she yells, uh, you have to drive. Take the wheel. And the, the steering wheel goes into the dashboard and then comes out on Marky Mark's side. So for like a solid 15 seconds, there's no steering wheel. There's no steering wheel at all. (laughs) So 
Like, the fact that it could do that but not drive itself is a weird car. (laughs) My next note. Give Marky Mark some chapstick, so help me God. Oh, yeah, his lips are all messed up in this. Yeah, like, I have a joke here that he looks like the Dave Chappelle meme. I have, y'all got any more than past lives (laughs) in my notes? Um... Then she explains the plot of the movie that we've already had to explain to us thus far. Yeah. Like, well, she explains to him what we already know from the voiceover. Well, yeah. We should mention they get away. Yeah. And they end up in a place. And <laughs> she says something like, is it really that hard to believe that you're not schizophrenic and everything is real? And you are, you know, meant to be something bigger? Which is a terrible thing to say to a person struggling with mental illness. Yeah, it's like, well, I did spend my entire life trying to believe that. (laughs) Uh, And being trolled the exact opposite. They then have a a conversation about Destiny that sounds like they're talking about the video game. Yes. Destiny. Where I come from, we got bills to pay, rent to make, all right? Nobody's got time for Destiny. Destiny's a big time suck. It's full of loot boxes. (laughs) So... Uh, he pretty much agrees. She asks him to get on a plane with her and he goes, I don't have anything else to do. Oh, I don't have to get home to feed the cat. Yeah, it's, it's the whole conversation in short is, uh, everything you believe or tried to suppress is actually true. I don't believe that. We'll get on this plane. Well, I got nothing else to do. Okay. I was like, oh, all right. That, that didn't take a lot of convincing, but whatever. Uh, there's also like this weird sexual tension between the two at one point where I was expecting her to be to say, we used to be lovers. Usually we're reincarnated closer in age, but not this time. (laughs) I kind of thought they were supposed to be the same age because he dies in what's listed to be 1985. So they're list. I think they're supposed to be 35. Oh Yeah. I know Mark that Wahlberg, however. <laughs> yeah, Mark Wahlberg and this actress are not the same age. Mark Wahlberg is 50. Yeah, I actually thought he could be older. And then, uh, oh, he was the producer of Infinite, so there's your first Yes, play. I knew that. <laughs> uh, and the woman is not quite 32. Yeah. Like, she's actually not even old enough for the character. Who's supposed to be 35. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, the operative's getting waterboarded. For fun. Yeah, it turns out that the operative is a waterboard hobbyist. And he is tied up while a woman just dumps water on his face. Then some other woman who doesn't get a name, who is very tall, shows up. And they're like, well, we have to kill Marky Mark. In short, that's where they're at. Because we have to find the thing. The MacGuffin. And the operative's like, yeah, I'm kind of busy getting waterboarded right now. Right. So let leave me to it. I need to see the face of God. Yes. So his plan is to waterboard himself until he sees God. So... <laughs> Let me just let me just pepper this in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this man, the operative, as we we've lovingly called him, um, he's got faith in God. 
Apparently, yes. What's a word I could use for someone who has beliefs? Beliefs. Huh. <laughs> Perhaps a believer of sorts. <laughs> so, like, at this point, I'm like, are, are, is this a trick? Is he the good guy and she's the bad guy? Because it's, it's unclear who's a believer and who's a nihilist. No, it's just this weird moment where he's like, I want to talk to Jesus. Yeah, and then we see a second woman. Yes, nameless tall woman. Yeah, his his um, his blonde associate. Yes. She has Brigitte Nielsen vibes. Yeah, yeah, that's reasonable. So then uh, we get a little bit more exposition dump where a uh, girl takes Marky Mark to, like, their cute temple and yes. tells us there are 500 total infinites. Yes. And... Like, they're on... He, he's been recruited to fight a losing war. Yes, because they want to stop the Nihilists from destroying everything. And we see, like, a training combat. Yeah, basically, they go to the X-Men's danger room. Yes. And basically, they explain what the plot is. Like, when we were in the second car seat, car chase, I was like, this movie's going to hit a brick wall of exposition soon. And that's exactly what happened, where they're just dropping all this lore. In a simulation where Marky Mark is in Central Park, yeah, they explain that uh, the operative is looking for something called the egg. Yeah, if very, the, very detailed name. If the egg is activated, it will kill everything. Yes. Like, so that there is no life left on Earth. If there is no life left on Earth, there is nothing that you can be reincarnated into. And thus, the operative gets out of the loop of being an infinite. So, his motivations are now very clear. Uh, In the little training montage danger room, everyone kind of, like, turns to ash, like a Thanos snap. Yeah. But it's everyone. So, he's a double Thanos. What does it mean? <laughs> double Thanos all the way We also, right before this happens, the girl takes him into a room and he picks up a journal. And it flashes back to that snow flashback. And yes. she mentions, like, oh, Treadway saved my life three days after this picture was taken. There's a reason you picked up that book. I think you're Treadway. Yes, Treadway is Marky Mark's... Real name. It's Styles' name. Yeah. Maybe? We really don't know. This is a big unclear thing. The reason I've been using glib, like Marky Mark, the operative names, is there's a very weird... We don't really know why they pick the names they pick. Yes. Like, why he's Treadway as opposed to all of the other lives he's had. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yes. And just so we're being 100% clear of what we're establishing here. Marky Mark and the person we called Styles, who smashed his body into a crane and, yeah. and hid something. They're the same soul. They're the same soul being reincarnated. But uh, because Marky Mark was believed to be schizophrenic, and I guess his parents believed that him like remembering his past lives were actually voices in his head, mm-hmm. were trying to suppress these things. Yes. So they're so suppressed due to medication, due to the plate in his head because of the car accident, that they can't get the information of where he snatched the egg. 
Yeah. We're also learning that the girl in the, the car in the beginning that died holding... Uh, the other guy's hand. other guy's hand is this girl that's now with Marky Mark. Yeah. And the guy who shot the cool blue bullet at them is now the operative. Yeah. Uh, we also learn that the cool blue bullet captures your soul if you get shot with it. Yeah, in, onto like a disc. Onto like a disc. This way you can't be reincarnated because you're on a flash drive. Essentially. <sighs> we also meet a new character who's this girl in a wheelchair. Woman. Like, she's a grown-up. She's a grown woman. I will admit this. She's got, like, big glasses and white hair that, like, in, like, a bob. Mm-hmm. When she first showed up, for a moment, I thought it was Emma Stone. Okay. Just... It's the shape of her eyes and the way her hair was set up, I was like, was that, is that Emma Stone? No, it's actually a person in a wheelchair. She also looks considerably older. Considerably than older, but she put out Emma Stone energy. Yeah, like she's, um, she's an actress who's been in a lot of things before this. She also puts out the energy of the girl who makes the costumes in The Incredibles. I actually have her as Edna Mode in my Edna house. Mode, yeah. Yes. Um, she has big Edna Mode energy. Yes. So then uh, Dr. Zola. Oh, uh, Dr. Zola. <laughs> he's like in his office and one of his hands gets shot through with a crossbow. Yes. And then his other hand gets shot through with a crossbow when he tries to hit his panic button. Yeah, his panic button, which is first off, labeled emergency button. And far too far away. And it's like high up. And like he has to reach up. up for it. Like imagine if someone were to... In a bank, it's under your desk. <laughs> you would just step on it. Yes. Where it's also not like obviously being pressed if there was someone in the room. You don't have LED red lights on it and write the word emergency above it. So with his hands useless, the operative comes in and is trying to interrogate this man. So he can learn where Marky Mark has been taken. So he has to torture this man. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> he honeyboards him. Yes. <laughs> they hold him down and they dump a full thing of honey in his face, which would suffocate him. And then they let him go. He spits a gross thing of honey onto the floor. And then he screams, Still don't understand about it. Faith! Faith! Blah, blah, blah! Faith! I really want to stress this. He's making fun of the operative for having faith or lack of faith. I don't know. It seems like he's making fun of the idea of believing. (laughs) Which, again, the believers are the heroes. The movie is fecking weird. Feckity, feckity dress. Uh, It's also like he said, Dr. Zola yells faith, blah, blah, blah. And his face is just dripping in honey. It's just a gross scene. It's so gross. And unnecessary. And then he gets shot with the BFG. Yeah. The silver bullet gun. So now he's on a hard drive somewhere. And... 
Uh, meanwhile, Marky Mark, Edna Mode, and Girl uh, are like, oh yeah, Styles, uh, Styles' body's right here. Like, your old body, right here. Keeps yeah. cells alive. So he's just in suspended animation, dead, but like, preserved. Yeah, they, they keep everyone's body just in case. And then he's like, oh, okay, you know, uh, I guess I'm gonna like, help you guys out and train. So you've got to have a montage! Yes, we get a montage of Marky Mark training, kind of relearning stuff. Uh, there's a new character who is a bearded man who he spars with. We also get an Asian woman who yells at him. Yeah. Uh, I call her Adult Knives. Because yes. she's got the blue highlights in her hair like Knives Chow. Yes, it's very Knives Chow in feeling. Um... And then they're trying to reactivate Marky Mark's brain thoughts through electric mass. Oh, one thing real. And then another thing I want to establish that we established during this scene. Yeah. Is that girls, significant other, the guy who says, like, I love you. Oh, yes. Uh, she finds out that he was shot with this gun at, in 1985 because when she got to this life, he didn't join her. Yes, because they would always meet at the same place that yes. they would call the beginning. Uh, and then he didn't show up because uh, he got shot with the blue bullet. So the montage, this is probably the first montage I've ever seen that just doesn't work. Yeah. Like they get to the end of the montage and they're still like, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we have to go see the artisan. Yeah. So they leave to go no, see the um, artisan. Before this, ha- they 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 haven't gotten there yet. There's a siege on the base. This whole Mar- right, but Marky Mark's gone when this happens. No, they're about to leave. They like just get out in time. Oh, I thought they were unaware that the the siege happens. That's why they're gone. Maybe. Because the only person that, like, we care about that's there is Edna Mode. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure they have left. You're right. unaware that the siege takes place. You're right. Uh, Knives, Other Guy, Girl, and Marky Mark uh, are all gone. Yes. You can tell how much we care about these characters. We didn't even give them, like, fun nicknames. Yeah. It's Beardy Guy and yeah. Girl. Yeah. And, like, Beardy has not been in something else that I can, like... Mm -hmm. Like, Girl is the secondary lead in this film. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's how much they established this character. They're going to go see the artisan, and then when the operative gets to the believer base, uh, Edna Mode addresses him, It's been a while, Otto. And then my next note, Otto the Operative. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, that did not... We're not switching to Otto. His name is still the Operative. Uh, I'm willing to go for Otto the Operative. Yeah. Uh, he goes by a different name because he says, no one's called me this. Yes. And because he looks at her and goes, hello, my love. So we find out that they were at one point lovers in one of their lives together, but they've had a difference of opinion. Yes. And then there's some uh, really... There's a really ableist conversation. Yes. Um, you're not the cripple, or I'm not the cripple, you are. Because since she's a wheelchair user, uh, like, he kind of talks down to her, that this body and like, oh, all the suffering in this life, and you'll always remember this suffering. Mm-hmm. And then she calls him a cripple. Yes. And he's, because he never learned anything after all these lives. But then he reveals this, like... Because, uh, again, we learn a lot about his motives. Yeah. Not a lot about what these believers are doing. 
Uh, he says, most infinites don't remember their past lives until they're like 12. He starts remembering in the womb. So he really wants to escape this loop because every time he dies, he's basically in solitary confinement mm-hmm. where he can't move but knows everything for nine months. Yeah. So he goes like crazy. That being said, if he's been like regenning all through time, mm-hmm. that means he's probably what? At least 2,000 years old. Yeah. Probably older because this is probably going on before, like yeah. in the BC time. So he's probably 4,000 years old. Something like that. When you're 4,000 years old, I bet nine months doesn't feel like anything. Yeah, like <laughs> it, you could just go through like the greatest hits of 4,000 years and that's nine months. Like just remembering like, oh, it's the best day of this life. Yeah. <laughs> Like, remembering, like, your various wedding days and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, sing some songs. So, uh, he basically then starts executing people with his... The BFG. His special gun until he learns where Marky Mark is headed. Yeah, and they're going to go see the Artisan. The Artisan. So, they get to a casino in London. Uh, The cars in this movie are very, very nice. There's just so many cars. And they're going to go see the artisan and uh, he lives in the casino and his whole philosophy is infinite lives, infinite opportunities for debauchery. Yeah. In other words, a typical Jason Manzoukas character. Yeah. He basically feels like, you know, I could do all the drugs and then what's going to happen? Oh no, I'll die and be reincarnated as something else. And then... I have that he's Dennis Feinstein from Parks and Rec, bred yeah. with Adrian Pimento from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. Like, he's his own characters in this. With a dash of Derek. Hi, I'm Derek. Because he's got so much knowledge. He's like, he does not like Marky Mark because of something in a past life. Yes. And then realizes, like, wait, is he blocked? Because he, he doesn't remember his past lives? Oh, this is going to be fun. Because apparently what he has to do to get Marky Mark's memory back is vicious and evil. Yes. Uh, it's a drowning tank. <laughs> this is one of the greatest lines. Is Basically, they're going to put him into a chamber full and fill it with water so that like his near-death experience will help him remember things. And Marky Mark says, Are you planning on trying to drown me? Because I got a thing about drowning. Which is? I don't like it. <laughs> Which I, yeah. It's a good laugh line. They then just put him in a, a tube. It's like a clear version of what they used to make Captain America. And they fill it with water to, so, to help him remember things. Because you know what's really good for your brain? Depriving it of oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> like, it would make more sense if they electrocuted him. Isn't this least. how they made Deadpool? By depriving this is how they, they, they make Deadpool. You're right. The, he is in the Deadpool thing, but they use water instead of just not air. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marky Mark dies. Yeah. <laughs> like, they leave him in there until he flatlines. Yep. Uh, Beardy Man pulls him out 
and starts doing bad CPR. Mm-hmm. Girl runs up and goes, you're doing it wrong, and does more bad CPR. I don't think they ever give him mouth-to-mouth. They just punch him in the chest. Yeah. Marky Mark wakes up. And remembers where it is. And remembers everything. Yeah. Uh, it's in Styles' body. Yes. Look inside. It's the wound we saw him cauterize in the car. Yeah, he had stuck the egg in his own body and cauterized it. And that's where the egg is. Because they don't really believe the body's important. Yeah, infidents are just like, ah, the body is just the shell that holds the soul for now. Yeah. So it was the one place that the operative would not look. I have the following questions. Sure. Why do they have to travel to the artisan to drown Marky Mark? I don't think they know what the artisan's going to do. Okay. When (laughs) Styles originally, old Marky Mark, stuffs the egg in his body and then cauterizes it shut, he is talking to girl in the other car. Mm -hmm. Why is he cryptic? I don't know. Maybe they're worried about being overheard. I'm like, it's the 80s, so I don't know how good hacking into a cell phone is. Mm-hmm. Shut up, nerd. Well, if he's worried about being overheard, why is he saying it out loud now? Because the operative has the room popped. That's true. <laughs> like, he's just, he should have just said, I know where it is. I'm not going to say it out loud. Let's get into the, the plane we have. Uh, there's no reason for him to be cryptic and say, and like... It's also insane to me that he leaves this clue with his friend. Yeah. Girl, who he's known for generations. Yeah. And leaves her the clue, look inside. He would have to assume that's a good enough clue for her to figure it out. And she doesn't. Nope. (laughs) All of this is so, like, so dumb. We're working so hard to make this work. What's funny is the next note I have is, this movie isn't good, but it's not that bad. I'm having a great time. So, (laughs) then the operative comes crashing into the room. uh, Because this is how transitions happen in this movie. Somebody's like, "Ah, I'm here! Yeah, because he had the room bugged. Uh, He just busts in and it becomes like this war. Yeah, they lose Adult Knives Chow. And Marky Mark gets shot in the same place where Styles hid the egg. Yes. Uh, so they decide that someone needs to stay behind. Because she already dies. Like, she dies really Not, quick. Yeah, Knives Chow is dead. Uh, someone needs to stay behind to fight. So to Beardy give... does. Because apparently he and her were lovers. Which is established, kind of. Why would Beardy stay behind when they need to save the world and Marky Mark is injured? Um, my thought was that he's willingly trying to die because his lover has died and he wants to be reincarnated close to her age. Uh, My thought was Marky Mark is the producer and wanted to be in the film more. I really get the impression that like the way their relationships work, when one of them dies, the other one's just like, well, time to go. Yeah. There's no point in... Because they don't want to like throw off the clock forever. Yeah. Um... Like, you don't want to outlive them by 30 years, and then, like, they're a, you're a baby when they're 30, and then that's how you get, like, the creepy 60-year-old, 30-year-old relationships. Yeah, you don't want that. Uh, the operative gets the egg. I'm I totally confused at what happens next. I don't understand. I just know he gets the egg. 
Uh, because what I, I have here in my notes is uh, they had no plan if drowning killed him. Like, nope. they, they didn't have any plan for that. Uh, and then they have, like, this fight. And Beardy Guy, like... <laughs> Beardy Guy sacrifices himself to slow them down. And yet the operative still beats him back and ends up with the egg. Yeah. So I don't know why Beardy Guy dies. Because uh, they don't need him for the rest of the... It would have been great to have another person. Because they're down to just the two of them because their hub thing has been destroyed. <laughs> yep. And Jason Manzoukas is... Well, they're down to the three of them because Jason Manzoukas is there as well. Yeah. Um, the operative gets the egg, but doesn't use it. He instead goes to his mansion to have a breakfast first. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I, I don't know. I feel like there's a situation... I feel like there's a situation he has to be in to use it because he doesn't use it immediately. He's been alive for 4,000 years wanting nothing more but to end existence. But instead, he's like, wait, let me have one more hard-boiled egg. (laughs) Because he then sits down to eat and it's just a hard-boiled egg in front of him. Yeah. It's not explained. (laughs) And he goes to, like, crack it with a spoon. But when he lifts his spoon up, he catches the reflection of girl with a sniper rifle. Yeah. And dodges it and never gets to eat his egg. (laughs) So, uh, we also then see Marky Mark wake up to discover that the artisan has patched him up. Yes. And the artisan's also, he's like, what are you doing? And the artisan's like, you're morphine. (laughs) Yeah. So, he's high as hell. And then they have an argument because Marky Mark's like, I gotta go. And the artisan's like, you're gonna bleed out if you do that. No. So then the operative, back in his operative lair, uh, he then gets shot at by girl. And then my next note, here comes the clapper. He does like. He puts on special gloves and he claps. <laughs> and then drones appear. Yes. Oh, this movie. <laughs> it's a lot of just ideas. It's a lot of... I know you keep saying, shut up, nerd. Yeah. But it's more of, hey, you know what else would be cool? <laughs> what if he claps and there are drones? Yeah. Uh, girl is almost completely overwhelmed until Jason Manzoukas shows up in a helicopter and throws a car with Marky Mark in it. At yeah, them. and then he like flies out on a motorcycle. And then I have the note of, where does all of their money come in? Yeah, I'm I'm guessing that because they're super smart, they're just able to like, and skilled, they're able to make mad cash. And then I guess like, when you're an infinite and you die, you make a really weird will. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> I leave my money to a... 14 year old that will wander up in a couple years and know a secret password. I, I almost think it's like you leave your money to the collective. Uh, yeah, I guess they, they handle it. Yeah, and <laughs> then like. Because that, that's what I feel like happens based on the end of the movie. Yeah. So, uh, Nora, Nora, girl, is willing to die 
Because all she wants to do is save her partner's soul. Yes. So she's wounded, but just walks right in because all the uh, all the soldiers are distracted by Marky Mark. Yes. Except for blonde operative's friend. Yeah. My next note: We are not invested in the operative's friend enough. No. And then we have the requisite chick fight. Yes. Marky Mark is surrounded by 12 guys with AK-47s with no cover. He kills all of them with ease. Yep. And then uh, the operative's uh, girl gets stabbed a lot and just dies. And dies. But she does stab um, girl, too. Yes. So So those characters that we obviously care so much about that we've called girl and tall girl... (laughs) So then the copter mows down all of the remaining operatives' men, and the artisan gets out of it. Yeah. And he stays with Nora, and he's... Uh, I actually start calling her Nora because there were two girls at that point. Yeah, we had to learn a name. Um, so the artisan stays with her, and then he's like, come on, let's have a little bit of fun first. Let's blow some shit up. Yes. So he starts putting bombs all over the soul flash drive chambers. Yeah, the, the hard drive. The, yeah. The external hard drive that has all the souls in it. Yeah, but they're, like, in labeled boxes like Funko Pops. Yes. Some in other languages, depending on when. But mostly, mostly in English. Mostly in English, though. Uh, And then I have a note. The artisan is the main character of the movie Noah and I are watching. Yes. So then we get the dumb climactic action scene. So. uh, Marky Mark's on his motorcycle. Yes. And then. The operative's in his plane, flying the egg to... Wherever. Marky Mark flies his motorcycle off a cliff and lands in the wing of the plane. Yes. And sticks to the wing with a katana. Yes. This would rip his arms off. Well, then he like waves his hand and it does the wibbly thing again. And he stands up on the wing of the plane. And I have what is happening. Oh, he has superpowers. We saw this with Styles, but it's never explained. The operative is understandably like, what the shit? My guess here is that he's been alive for so long that, like, he is just at the peak of human conditioning. Kind of like Vite from Watchmen. Okay. Where he's just like, this is the peak of human conditioning because he knows so much. But, like, it also has effects that make it look supernatural. Like he's an airbender. (laughs) Thing is, like, I don't care how good of shape you're in, The Rock himself... Could not just stand up on an airplane wing and be cool. Yeah. Like, I, this power is very confusing, and I don't understand it. It's never explained. And it's it the ultimate shut-up nerd in this movie. So... He katanas his way onto the plane. He unscrews the top of the plane and gets to the eggamadoo. Yes. Which is the bigger egg the little egg is in. Yeah. <laughs> and he's about to stab it. When the operative shoots him in the back of the head with the silver gun. Yes. And Marky Mark falls over dead. And then he's like, I thought that'd be harder. Yeah. And then Marky Mark Undertaker gets up. Yeah. Remember? I have a steel plate in my head. We mentioned it once in this film. Yep. Did you remember, audience? Do you think there would have been a cooler way to reveal this without just me telling you the twist that just happened? I was in the funky bunch. Next notes. Plane fight. He cuts the bullets in half with the sword because whatever. Plane is crashing, maybe. I don't know. Operative keeps shooting. Yeah. Marky Mark falls out of plane. Midair f- fight. Oh, this movie really fell apart. 
Yeah, the, Those are my next notes. This is up there with whale, whale, whale. I hate this whale. Yeah, the operative throws the egg out of the plane. So then Marky Mark goes after it. Because of, I don't know what the deal is with the egg. But it can be shut off by being stabbed with a katana. Hey, I have another list of questions at this point. Okay. Uh, if stabbing the egg with a katana destroys it, why didn't Styles do that? Instead of hiding it in his body. Why didn't he, like, why didn't they destroy it once they had it? How did the egg get made? How did this get made? How come... Jason Manzoukas did a podcast about how this got made. How come the operative didn't just make another one? It's a great question. (laughs) Wait a minute, none of this makes sense. No. He has all of time to get a new one. Uh, while flying through the air, uh, Marky Mark stabs Egg, shoots the operative with the operative's gun, so now he's on a flash drive, and then they crash into the ocean. Yeah. We then see a fetus. (laughs) We cut to a fetus that grows up... Before this happens... The artisan and girl. Oh, we never did finish up what happened there. Uh, the artisan gives her the detonator and says, I'll see you next time. Yes. He leaves. She hits the button and blows everything up, including herself. Yes. So that she can also die and be reborn. Yeah. I would have double checked that just breaking the hard drive was enough to bring the souls back. Shut nerd. <laughs> I'm sorry. So then we cut to... A baby crying in the back of a cab. Yes. No, first a fetus, and then a baby. And then we go to, at the beginning, and there's a young woman standing there, and a young man approaches her and says, Nora? Mm-hmm. And they immediately grasp hands. And I have, what if when, in one life one of them is poor and can't get to another country? He's, they're, they're too skilled to be poor. Like, I, to me, I was just like, what if, like, She's got to work doubles at the, uh, she the would, diner. Though. She would be a super scientist making swords or something. So then there's now an attempt to sound profound over voiceover. And we see a young teenager fighting and training for martial arts with a sword. Mm-hmm. And we see the artisan looking over it. And he's mm. styled to look a very older. slightly older. Yeah, Like they grade him up a little bit. For his lifestyle, he looks great. He looks great. <laughs> um, and then Jason, uh, the artisan, looks at the kid who's clearly now Marky Mark, approaches him and his father and says, when your son starts asking questions about his past, give me a call. And the dad's like, he's a kid. He doesn't have a past. <laughs> and then the artisan hands Marky Mark reincarnated the sword. And the dad's like, your sword. And he's like, nah, it belongs to him. Yeah, that's his sword. And then she, he throws an apple at him and he fruit ninja like cuts it in half and goes, artisan, what took you so long? And the artisan goes, see you soon, Treadway. Yeah. And then my, my last note of the film is, why are they calling him Treadway when he's now an Indonesian teenager? I guess that's just the name that carries over. Because I- Treadway was three lives ago at this point. I guess they didn't know Marky Mark well enough to even care what his name is. All they do is, oh, you're Treadway. You're Treadway now. Yeah. 
Like, it's not established why they call them what they call them. No, there's a lot of things that are just confusing. The movie's over, by the way. (laughs) But what cracks me up most about this is, let's pretend we live in an alternate universe where this was a smash hit. Yeah. This ends in a way that you could easily do a sequel. Because, like, you could easily bring back the operative and, like, have his flash drive be broken in the ocean and then he gets reincarnated. Yeah, like a shark eats it or something. You would also assume that there are other nihilists. Yeah. That could be bad guys. Theoretically. But if you were to do a sequel, Marky Mark can't be in it. Right. (laughs) And he's the producer. It's just, it's a very weird thing to try to make into a franchise. Yeah, this was based on a book. Uh, It was a self-published book called The Reincarnationist Papers. And, like, he had to self-publish it because he couldn't get a literary agent. Yeah. Because it's a pretty basic sci-fi premise. Like, it's not really all that interesting or creative. But then they, you know, they really pushed for pitching it to be a film. Like, this guy's goal was to have this made a movie, not a book. I mean, it's a fun idea. I think it would be interesting if, like, we spent more time, like, with these characters in different lives. Yeah. Like, if we saw this battle across generations instead of just this one. Uh, And I say that uh, I'm currently, like, halfway through the thing I do every year, the Movie Movie Challenge. Yeah. Where I listen to one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, I like to movie movie. And they do their top 10 films of the year. And anytime they mention a film I have not seen, I pause the podcast and just watch it immediately. And as a result, I recently watched Cloud Atlas. Okay. Which is basically this movie. And I will say I liked Infinite a lot more than I liked Cloud Atlas. Because Cloud Atlas I thought was stupid and pointless. The idea that all these souls had, like, a goal throughout all the timelines sounds way more interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, Do you know Marky Mark was not the original first choice for the role? Really? Chris Evans. Really? Yeah, he had to drop out due to a scheduling conflict. Due to not wanting to be in a bad film? No, he he was going to do it. Look, I know what a blow-off sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it... Filmed in 2019, so it filmed pre-pandemic. Yeah. And this was like a big, obviously this was like a big budget extravaganza type film. You can tell watching it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cool like action set pieces in this. Yeah. And like the thing with action is you want to see stuff you've never seen before. Yes. Like this is why, in my opinion, the greatest action sequence of all time is Terminator 2. Where they're fighting a liquid robot with uh, liquid nitrogen. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never seen that before. I will never see it again. This has a few sequences in it where it's like, well, this is kind of original. Like, driving through a prison and, like, fighting in the sky, even though it kind of made me think of Point Break. Uh, so it's got some, like, fun action in it. Like, dumb action movie was dumb action movie. Yeah, I I cannot find solid budget information on it. Yeah. Uh, no, because it's a streaming movie, a lot of times we just don't find these this kind yeah. of information. Yeah, we, we, we don't find out how much money it made or whatever. So, uh, 
it it was supposed to be a theatrical release, obviously. Um, it was going to be a summer 2020 release, and then all the things that happened happened. Uh, they delayed it to the next year, like mm-hmm. so many other movies, and then they moved A Quiet Place up into its slot and switched them. Because <laughs> A Quiet Place was going to do well. <laughs> yeah, and then they were like, ah, we have this new streaming service. Yeah, you're going there. So... Which was not uncommon. I mean, Disney's still doing it. Disney is dumping Pixar movies now onto streaming services, which seems really weird. And now it's time for the rant that I promised at the beginning of this episode. Uh, So the nihilist's belief is that they want to end all of life so that they can stop being reincarnated. The idea of ending reincarnation is a very Buddhist idea. It is the idea that escaping the cycle of reincarnation leads to nirvana, which will then lead to the end of suffering. So I believe that the reason that they have that whole scene about seeing God is to separate the nihilist from being Buddhist. Because the idea of escaping reincarnation is such a Buddhist idea. They have to also include the idea that the nihilists believe in a God to kind of separate the two and perhaps to um, escape a scandal. Uh, Because I also think it's interesting that uh, there's kind of this through line as well that we're unsure if you're not an infinite if you get reincarnated. So there's this idea that the infinites are running around Earth and they never get to meet God in heaven. So they have these like two very contradicting ideas just smashing into each other. And uh, I thought it was weird and poorly handled in a way that's not like offensive, but just like that they were checking a box to be like, we should probably address this. That's good. It's a (laughs) Band-Aid. It was not great. Yeah. uh, I I mean, are we at verdict time? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give this... A stay doomed, but I kind of want to give it a stay doomed game over rule. Okay. Because I think the idea is sound. All right. Because, like, basically, everyone has superpowers, not because of, like, an accident or anything like that, just because they've trained over generations and are just super smart. And, like, you could tell a really good story of two people who are constantly killing each other. Yeah. Over 4,000 years. And sometimes one of them gets the best of the other and sometimes it goes the other way. And like maybe sometimes their clocks get screwed up. And it's like, yeah, I'm this buff uh, (laughs) uh, 30-year-old and you're seven. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of interesting stuff you could have done with this. I really enjoy the premise. It's been a fun thought experiment for me to think of. This movie doesn't execute anything very well. It's also like, if you wanted to just keep putting it off, you just keep killing Treadway before, like, he hits puberty to remember stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What's your verdict? I would say it's a Stay Doomed because it's a big, dumb action movie that's dumber than usual. Uh, Where would you put it in terms of uh, Rousey films we've seen? Out of the three we've seen, squarely in the middle. 
Square it's in the middle. Behind Diana, but ahead of Space Jam: A New Legacy. Okay. And I think it's purely a genre thing. Like I like musicals more than I like action movies. Yeah, I would say if you asked me which one I'd like to watch again, it would be Diana. But I think Infinite is a better movie than Diana. Uh, mostly because Diana's just a filming of a, a stage play, so yeah. you couldn't do as much. Yeah. I also feel uh, that Infinite succeeds more as an action movie than Diana succeeds as a musical. Uh, that being said, uh, it's also a better movie than Dear Evan Hansen, which should have been nominated. Yes. I agree. Yeah. So my ranking, including Dear Evan Hansen currently, goes Infinite, Diana, Dear Evan Hansen, Space Jam. I think for me it's Diana... Infinite, Dear Evan Hansen, Space Jam. I just, I like musicals better. I was able to enjoy more about Diana because it's genre. Mm -hmm. There was nothing in Infinite I enjoyed as much as James Hewitt. True. Okay, I get that. I get that feeling. And I think it's just a genre difference. Like, I Mm -hmm. don't enjoy action movies that much. Yeah. Even in Marvel movies that I do like, when we get to the end, shooty, shooty, laser, laser, CGI, I tune out. Yeah. Age of Ultron, I could have watched two hours of them shooting the shit trying to lift Mjolnir. Yeah. And never watched the Sokovia battle and been fine. Mm-hmm. I, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, so that's going to do it for our review of Infinite. Uh, I would like to thank all of you that are listening on the IWEP podcasting network. Hello, friends. Hi. Be sure to check out our other podcast friends like uh, Interviews with Everyday People, which is a fantastic podcast. Also, thank you to our patrons. Yeah. uh, Who are wonderful people who now have a heck of a decision to make. On Twitter, we posted uh, what you wanted us to do in March. And we have the results of the poll. Yes. What are the results? Time Traveling Bong got zero votes. Perfect. Nobody wants it. Thank you. Thank you to our fans. 42.9% of the vote went to the oldest pilot we can find. Okay. And 28.6% of the vote each went to Dear Evan Hansen and YouTube Live 2008. All right. So all three of those will be thrown onto our Patreon poll. And our patrons will decide which of those three we will do. And if you want to get a chance to vote on that, head on over to patreon.com slash plus two comedy and you can have a vote in what we're going to be doing in March. Yeah. Uh, and we're starting to close in on episode 150. Yeah. So get excited for that. Yeah. We, we, well, we may have made a promise of it being the Cape, but we may be changing the plans. I don't want to give it away yet, but we had an idea. So we yeah, might be doing we, a thing. We found a show that we had watched before the launch of Stay Doomed. That we're kind of considering the father of Stay Doomed. Yeah. It's the show that sort of launched the idea. Yeah, so we might be doing that one. So And something we haven't that. covered yet, so Yeah. I it's exciting because it's not it's not one of the ones you're gonna guess. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be surprising, but it'll be fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yes. And before we go, uh, I wanna shout out uh, one of our listeners, Nancy, for renaming Space Jam. Too little, too late. <laughs> which I've been thinking about all week and just kind of quietly giggling to myself. That's amazing. I like so, that. So yeah, perfect joke. <laughs> Where can people find us? You can email us at thestaydoomedshow at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at 
Stay doomed. And if you and I used to be friends in a previous life, I'm at plus two comedy. If you like musicals better than action movies, I'm at Bean Bunny Lives. Until next time, stay doomed. <laughs>